Hi everyone, I'm Libby Campbell and welcome to TIC, Teachers Inspiring and Collaborating Knowledge. Are you looking for some new teaching ideas? Are you looking for some inspiration with what you do in the classroom now? Is something not working for you and you're just willing to try something new? Then this podcast is for you. Each week, I get to talk with everyday people about ideas and practices, tips and tricks that have worked for them, and then I get to share these with you while you're on the go. Enjoy. Hey everyone, welcome to episode one of Tick. This episode is slightly different in that you get to hear my story. Normally, I would bring to you a conversation with another teacher or another professional. This is a podcast on how much more we can learn just by talking to the people around us. The difference with this podcast is that I'm having conversations with everyday teachers, the teacher next door to you, the teacher who always has those great ideas, the teacher who always seems so organised and you just want to be like them. These are people who are experienced and they're in the classrooms right now. These people have practiced again and again strategies that have worked for them. That's what I want to tap into. My job will be to connect everybody together in a space and on a platform to collaborate on different topics that's available for you to use when and where you want. I know that time is so precious as a teacher that I thought the best way of using your time well is to create a podcast so you can listen to it on the go, while you're on your way to work, while you're doing the dishes, while you're doing the school pickup for your own kids, while you're out walking, while you're at the gym, or even on your lunch break. Let me introduce myself. My name is Libby Campbell. I'm the second youngest of six kids, three boys and three girls, and I grew up on the family farm in Central West, New South Wales, Australia. The nearest major city was around 50 kilometres away. So for my own schooling, I travelled by bus daily up to year nine and then went to boarding school for years 10, 11 and 12. Today, I still live in central west New South Wales. I'm happily married to my husband, Rod, and I'm a mum to three kids, Tom, Gus and Anne. I love my family to bits and anyone who knows me well will know that I am a family gal. In my spare time, I like to go for walks, I like to listen to other podcasts, I like to go running. I've actually got four half marathons under my belt um, with the goal to eventually do a full marathon one day. I love eating out with family and friends. I like baking the odd cake and sitting down with a good book, with a good beer. And if you throw some chocolate in there somewhere too, I am the happiest person out there. I'm also a volunteer with a local organisation, NALAG, which stands for National Association for Loss and Grief, and have been a volunteer for a number of years. NALAG is part of the Volunteer Rescue Association, or the VRA, and in 2019, I received my 10-year VRA service medal. NALAG run an annual program for kids that's called Seasons for Growth, which That's where I come in and I help facilitate. So to get into the program, there is a process and there's paperwork to fill in. But 
essentially it's an eight-week program, one hour a week, where children come together, usually in a group of around six, who have experienced some sort of loss in their life, whether it's a divorce or a separation or a death of a family member. The program follows the seasons of the year, autumn, winter, spring and summer. And it's used as a metaphor to represent their grief. It is a wonderful program that helps kids understand why they feel the way they feel. And the biggest thing they get out of it is the fact that they are not the only ones feeling like that. I initially trained to become a facilitator, so it would look good on my resume. But I have certainly got a lot more out of it than I ever imagined. I studied and achieved my Bachelor of Education in Primary School Teaching at Bathurst in New South Wales and have been teaching on and off for over 20 years, just pausing at certain times to have my own kids. I love working with kids and seeing the progress they can make in such a short time. My experience has been diverse and varied. I have taught full-time, part-time, on a casual basis, at urban schools where student count was over 800, in small rural schools where the student count was just over 40, and everything in between, in New South Wales and in the ACT. I'm grateful to have had a lot of experience working with a lot of staff and with a lot of kids. What I love most about teaching is the fact that you as a teacher have had a small amount of time with your students but can make such a huge impact and just be, will be remembered forever. I bet you can still remember your kindergarten teacher. It's the little things you do that you don't always realise at the time, but the students certainly do. It might be your gentle tone of voice. It may be your sense of humour or that hello in the playground. It may have been how you helped them or it might be how you taught them something which they still remember. There are a lot of teaching experiences I remember with my students over the years. When I was thinking about my ex-students over the years in preparation for this podcast, I realised what stands out, it's not always about the teaching. It's really about what makes us human. Just so you know, these are made-up names, but I remember Chloe, who came to me absolutely distraught. And she was saying her mum and dad were going through a messy divorce and she had to choose who to live with, her mum or her dad, and she loved them equally. I remember the look on Robert's face when he finally got the concept of subtraction with trading. I remember reading the book Sadako and the Thousand Paper Cranes by Eleanor Coer. It's a great book, a small book, but a great book. It's about the atomic bombing of Hiroshima in World War II, where a young girl's perspective on life at the time is given and her struggle with leukaemia as a result of the aftermath. The local priest came into the classroom just as we finished the book, just at that time when there's that silence, when you're just absorbing what you've just read, and Benedict just burst into tears. I remember Dave coming to me, complaining some boys were teasing him because he just knew so much about space and the planets. 
My response to him was that I was proud he knew so much about the topic and that I was looking forward to when he becomes a famous astrophysicist in years to come and I can say I taught him. His reaction was what you would imagine multiplied by a hundred. I remember Charlotte's reading results going from below average to above average in a matter of months. But what I'll always remember is Grant in year two, in my first year out teaching, who was killed in a gun accident. He just made me realise how precious life is. Teaching certainly comes with a lot of heartache as well as triumphs. Have you ever thought about the why you became a teacher? When I think about my why, I keep coming back to a poem which you may have heard before from an anonymous writer. It read, A hundred years from now, it will not matter what my bank account was, the sort of house I lived in, or the kind of car I drove. But the world may be different because I was important in the life of a child. I often think back to my why I became a teacher in the first place, especially when you do have those days and you do ask yourself why, but coming back to my why has helped me time and time again. Kids are so precious, and as a teacher, we are in that unique position to be part of their growing up. I will share with you a funny story, though. Teaching was not always my first preference when I left school. I actually started off doing nursing, and I soon realised after eight weeks that it was just not the course for me when in a tutorial we had to actually brush someone else's teeth and I just could not do it. I probably could now, but at that time I couldn't. What hope would I have with all the other things that come with nursing? So I decided to move back home and work for 12 months in retail to earn that cash, um, gain some experience, give myself time to sort out what I really wanted to do. Well, the 12 months turned into three years. So three years later, I decided to take the leap back to uni and I was going to study podiatry. Well, podiatry was my first choice, but it was not meant to be as it was teaching that I got into instead. It was not the most direct route for getting into teaching, but I cannot imagine doing anything else. Until now, the idea of starting this podcast came to me when I went looking for resources to help me. I wanted some new ideas, some new strategies to help my own teaching. There were heaps of books out there, but that was the main medium. My initial thought was, where am I going to get time to read these? Then I thought I would talk to other teachers to see what practices they used. I was fortunate to be working at a school at the time where teachers observed their stage partner teach a particular skill or a lesson. My thought then was to try and observe more teachers from different year groups and observe other skills and strategies and take on different ideas. However, the time, it just didn't allow this. I thought that if I felt like this, surely there must be other teachers who just feel the same way. How can I help myself learn more? How could I help others in the same situation learn more? Answer, a podcast. So in this podcast, I want to be able to help you. I want to be able to help others. I want to collaborate with other professionals and talk to them about what works and what doesn't 
and just put it together in one place. I want ideas that are purposeful and meaningful and will help inspire other teachers like you. At the end of each episode, I will ask my guests 10 questions about themselves and I call them the fast finishers where they get the opportunity to share on a more personal level. So I thought, to be fair, I would do the same thing. So here we go. What's your favourite subject to teach and why? I said maths because it is so black and white. You either have the answer or you don't. I also just enjoy working with numbers and I just tend to remember numbers more. What would you be if you weren't a teacher? Well, I know definitely not a nurse. Um, I can't really see myself doing anything else. Maybe a podcaster. What's something you did today that went well? Well, at the time of recording this, it is morning still, so I I haven't had much of a chance to do much but I did manage to get a um, a run in this morning an 8k run and I was really happy with that what makes you happy well coffee chocolate sleep-ins watching a good movie um, and I love going out for dinner it's the first day of the holidays what do you do I usually try to sleep in although I can't tend to do it as much as I would like to And then I usually end up cleaning the house because it's been so long since it's been cleaned. One thing that helps you deal with stress. um, I find some sort of exercising helps. Running, spending time with friends and just sitting down having a beer with, with hubby. Tell us about a time personally or professionally where you made a mistake and learned something very, very valuable. This is a story that I often share with kids to point out the fact that mistakes are so important. I remember um, pre-marriage, pre-kids, I went on a skiing trip with my now hubby and it was the first time that I'd ever been snow skiing and we were given a tutorial of how to stop, how to go, what happens when you fall over, how you take your skis off. So all that was there and then in the tutorial I never fell over and I was gloating to my hubby who fell over a lot um, that I was such a good skier. Anyway after the tutorial we hit the slopes and coming down the slope and first thing I did was fall over and because I had not fell over in the tutorial I had not learnt how to get up after falling over and I didn't know how to get up, get back up again. And I had to um, wait for someone to come and help me. So it was a huge, huge lesson. What's your favourite book? My favourite kids' book is Guess How Much I Love You by Sam McBratney. Brought tears to my eyes when I first read it. Um, my favourite non-kids book, oh, I couldn't decide. There was a couple that I really love. I really love The Power of One by Bryce Courtney. Um, but recently I've read the book Unbroken by Laura Hillenbrand. And it was a huge mind opener. I loved it. What are you grateful for? 
Um, I'm very grateful, first and foremost, for my family and my health. What's a fun fact about you? Uh, there's, I'm petrified of spiders. Um, whenever I see a spider, my kids call it a spider dance, where I ooh and ah to try and get away from the spider, and they think it is the funniest thing. So in the upcoming episodes, I hope to bring you real-life strategies from other teachers who have been there, who've done that, who've trialled ideas and then trialled some more. I hope to bring you thought-provoking ideas that may question how you do things today in your teaching, but that's okay. I also plan to have conversations with other professionals, like speech pathologists, like occupational therapists and exercise physiologists, to see what they can add to make us the best teacher that we can be. So if you're up for the challenge, just accept new ideas, regardless of your experience. I invite you to come and listen to my weekly conversations that I have with other professionals. It just may be the one thing you're looking for. Well, guys, thank you so much for listening to my very first podcast episode. I really appreciate it. If you'd like to know more, be a guest or contribute constructive feedback, visit our website at tickteaching.com. If you like what you heard today, subscribe and share this episode with your friends and colleagues. Looking forward to doing it all again next week. And until then, love your kids, love yourself, take care.